Welcome to People of Hope, a conversation on finding joy in all things with the pastoral staff of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center in Atlanta, Georgia. This short-form episode shares only the introductory remarks for our topic this week. For the full conversation, check this podcast feed or visit ignatiushouse.org slash peopleofhope. Let's begin. We have with us Sarah Otto, who is on the pastoral team of Ignatius House, and Carl McCullman, an author, spiritual director, and a friend of Ignatius House. Carl will open our conversation with some initial thoughts on our topic, but I first ask Sarah to open us in prayer. Go ahead. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God of creation, This season of Lent begins with the reminder as ashes are placed on our forehead. From dust you came and to dust you shall return. Help us to remember the story of how we began. When out of love and longing you formed us from dust and blew life into us. Breathe life into us this season. Remind us of our original joy of simply being with you, of living without shame, of knowing we are loved. Help us to remember. Amen. Thank you, Andy and Sarah, for inviting me to be part of this conversation tonight. And I thought I would lead off by telling a little story out of the Irish tradition. Um, I have a real soft spot in my heart for the Irish tradition. McCullman is a Scottish name, but the Scots and the Irish, you go back far enough, they were just all one tribe anyways. But the story involves St. Bridget. St. Bridget, of course, was the abbess of a large monastery in the town of Kildare. and, And part of what was remarkable about it is that it was a monastery that had both men and women in it under her spiritual leadership. Um, and But this particular story simply involves Bridget and two of her nuns, I guess they were younger nuns, may have been novices, uh, and they were traveling. And they were traveling in a part of Ireland that had not yet been Christianized. Now, Bridget's father was uh, a chieftain. He was a member of the Irish nobility. And so Bridget kind of knew her way around the, um, the kind of the upper crust of Irish society. And they came to the home of a pagan chieftain. Bridget was familiar with this person. She was able to uh, get invited, she and her sisters, in for hospitality, to, to have a meal with the family and then to have a place to stay for the night. So the three of them sit down, and, and I don't know if I mentioned, but this is during Lent. So the three of them sit down with the family at the dinner table and Lo and behold, the meal consists of three uh, slices of bacon. And the two younger uh, sisters immediately began to protest. Well, I'm sorry, I won't be able to eat this. This is uh, a violation of our Lenten fast. And the story goes that as soon as they started complaining, Bridget stood up, grabbed each one of these younger sisters, one by each arm, I suppose, walked to the front of the, um, the house, the door, threw them unceremoniously, threw them out of the door, walked back to the table, sat down, and said, my Lord, I apologize 
for the lack of courtesy on the part of my two sisters. Clearly, they do not understand hospitality. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting story, and I think a story that sometimes uh, we might even you know, find a little shocking that this woman who's considered a great saint of the church, one of the patron saints of Ireland, would be so cavalier in disregarding the Lenten fast. But as the story makes very clear, Bridget was not in any way dismissing her Lenten observance, but she felt that it was a higher calling to receive the hospitality of this, of this host who wasn't even a Christian, so there was no reason to expect him or his family to observe the Lenten fast. Uh, but Bridget felt that it would have been that the violation of hospitality would have actually been a greater fault, if you can call it a fault, than uh, than breaking the Lenten fast. And so I tell this story not only to slide a little bit of Irish tradition into the conversation tonight, but to really suggest that that you know to approach this topic, this topic of the joy of Lent, might involve looking at Lent from from some new or different perspectives. And the next thing I'd like to do is actually play a little bit with etymology. I'm I'm a little bit of a word geek myself. And this word Lent, I I was asked to to give a a talk on Lent at a church, oh, this is a number of years ago now. And, And as I was preparing for it, you know, I just asked myself, I said, self, why do we call it Lent? Where does that word come from? And I did a little bit of research and discovered that it actually comes from an old Germanic word that is associated with spring. And that furthermore, the etymology of the word, the history of the word is actually related to our word, our English words, length or lengthen. So, okay, what what does that involve? And then what I learned was that the focus was on the fact that the days are lengthening during the season of Lent. So from Ash Wednesday to Palm Sunday to the Holy Week to the Triduum, every day is getting longer than the day before. That is a constant that is true year after year after year. So Lent is this time of moving toward spring. The spring equinox always occurs during Lent or during Holy Week. But between Ash Wednesday and Easter, you'll always have the spring equinox. So Lent is a time of bringing us out of darkness into light. And I think that's a really important way to frame kind of the normal conversations we might have about Lent. Lent is a time of fasting or abstinence. It is a time of almsgiving. It is a time of prayer. There seems to be this focus on discipline. And I think all of that is is certainly true. That's what Lent is. But there's this idea that that discipline, that time of challenge, is held in this paradox of the days are getting longer. We're moving out of winter into spring, out of darkness into light. And so the invitation that I see that Lent offers us is this invitation. Well, well, here's one other thing I will say. You know, Lent begins with Ash Wednesday, which is a time of remembering our own mortality. 
Remember, O human, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And then holding Lent and, and Holy Week together, where does it take us to? It takes us to Good Friday and to that horrific moment of Jesus's death. So Lent begins and ends with a focus on mortality, a focus on death, which can be very difficult, maybe scary even. But there's this idea that we hold both of those cradled in this time of lengthening light, this time of growing out of darkness into light. So as we know from the Triduum, Jesus's crucifixion is not the last word. Lent always ushers us into the Paschal mystery and into Easter. So how does all of this tie in with joy? Well, let me just finish, and then maybe we can have some conversation here, but finish by suggesting that when we look at the, the three qualities associated with Lent, fasting, almsgiving, and prayer. You know, fasting gets all the press. You know, you, what are you giving up for Lent? Don't eat meat on Fridays. You know, go to the fish fry, et cetera, et cetera. Fasting always gets the press. But I think the real heart of Lent is prayer. And prayer, as we all know, is about deepening our relationship with God, getting closer to Jesus, getting closer to the one who loves us and who created us out of love. And so almsgiving or generosity, fasting or uh, some form of, of giving up or simplification all emerge out of this, this heart of, of intimacy with God, growing in, in our love, our response to the love of God. And so when I think about that, it always makes me think of the fruit of the Spirit, that I see the fruit of the Spirit as kind of how we can calibrate our journey into the heart of God, our journey into intimacy with God. And joy, of course, is the second fruit, right after love. And so uh, I'll finish by saying that I think anything that we talk about involving Lent, whether it's prayer, whether it's fasting, whether it's almsgiving, you know, abstinence, any, any of these, these qualities— that um, the, the purpose is to, is to bring us to joy, is to bring us to love, to bring us to all the fruits of the Spirit, which are the fruits of having a relationship with God. And so if we're not either experiencing joy or finding ourselves being drawn towards joy, just like Lent draws us to the light, then maybe we need a little bit of recalibration. So, um, you know, and maybe, maybe like, um, like uh, St. Bridget, there may be some things that are even more important than some of those disciplines that we've grown used to. So there you go, Lent and Joy. It's a great topic. Thanks for listening. Learn more about Ignatius House by visiting us at ignatiushouse.org or following us on social media. And be sure to subscribe to this wherever you listen to podcasts. May the blessing of God be with you always.